it sounds like you're um, you're in a waterfall. Oh, really? shower. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, anyway, I don't know if you knew this, but Davey is not going to be here for another half hour or so. Why is that? He is uh, walking or jogging in some thing. Some walkathon. Some walkathon to raise money for something. Okay. I think it's the adoption cause this week. So he'll be in in about a half an hour. So uh, it's against adoption. Yeah. Now, does let me ask you this, Scott Jones. Does Gordon sound as bad on the air as he does to us? Yes, he does. He sounded fine right up until right when we put him on the air. Hmm. That's unfortunate. Well, but, why don't you try to work that out real quick, and um, Rick and I will discuss the events of of last night because. If you had the TV on, if you had a, if you owned a television, didn't matter if you have cable or not, and you just turned it on last night, odds are you caught, uh, what was it called, a tribute to America's tribute heroes? Tribute to heroes. Tribute to heroes. And it was, wow, it was probably the most monumental television program our country has ever seen. Well, it was certainly what was on the it most stations. Called it was called America Tribute to Heroes. Okay. You didn't see it? No, I didn't. Wow. Uh, that was the one with Bruce Springsteen and Tom Hanks and stuff. It was the one with everybody. Well, you name a celebrity, they were in it. It was okay. On. Let me name a celebrity. Yeah, go ahead. Estelle Getty. In. Yeah. Okay. She sang. She sang with Tom Petty. She was singing backup. Really? Yeah. Esther Roll. Dead. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. A tribute to her? No. No. But uh, it was on 30 stations. Yeah, and it opened up. Uh, no commercials. It was two hours long. Did we run it? Mm, I did don't we? think we did. Did we? Did, did we, we run, run it? it? I don't know. Uh, the, the Merge ran it. Yeah, the Merge did. They opened up. You just saw a black screen. All of a sudden, the lights kind of fade up, and you see Bruce Springsteen. And he sings a very slow, soft... It's a an beating original. of a song. No, it was an original song. Heartfelt song. It's a beating of a song, I bet. It was an original. Well, they, you know what? Actually, they were all beatings. They were all very somber songs. Well, Tom Petty played Won't Back Down, right. which was cool. Uh, Neil Young played Imagine, John Lennon's song. It was good. And Never then I, I hear, my friends told me last night that Neil Young got up there with Eddie Vedder. I think he did. And played um, a song that they collaborated on for a film, I believe. That might have been one of the guys I didn't recognize. They didn't, Eddie Vedder? Yeah. <laughs> because they didn't, um, they didn't announce and they didn't put the name on the screen of any performer last night. I know, and that was very odd because there was a girl that I didn't recognize, a singer. There was, uh, did you see what Faith Hill looked like? Was that who that was? Yes. With the short the, hair? Yeah, that was her. She, she has dark hair. Yeah. And, oh, she well, I think that's great. her natural color. Whatever. Dark. Look great. Uh, but Gordon, after, they'd play a song and then a celebrity would speak. Uh -huh. And they would tell a story, um, obviously, that related to, to last week's tragedy. Like, like a behind-the-scenes type yeah, thing. Yeah, a human interest story about someone rescuing somebody or someone carrying somebody down the stairs. And then they'd give the phone number and then they'd show the phone banks. And like George Clooney goes, as you can see, some of my friends are answering the phone, the phones. And they showed a typical telethon setup where there was probably... Like Whoopi Goldberg, Adam Sandler or something back yeah, there? That's yeah, that's exactly, exactly. what it was. They had James oh. Woods up there, De Niro, Pacino, Jack Nicholson, Goldie Hawn, Sylvester Stallone. I mean, they had everybody. And my first question, my first thought was... Guaranteed they they're dummy phones. Are they talking to real people? No, they're dummy phones. They had to be because uh, my wife works for Bank of America and they handled... They handled the account for all the money. They were taking care of that, and they had call, they had um, caller or call screeners in Dallas. So I'm thinking this number that called in this 866 number went to all these outlying outposts, so to mm -hmm. speak, and they were there just for show. Probably mm -hmm. so, but you know what? It, but got, it didn't matter. It kind of raised my guard. I was like, oh my god, if I called right now, would I be talking to whoever? 
then my wife said, you're an idiot, and I didn't do it. <laughs> but uh, it, was a, it was a great turnout, and uh, it was also on 8,000 radio stations. Boy, wouldn't you be bummed out even if you did get a celebrity and it was Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> yeah. Hey, could you pass the phone to Adam Sandler? <laughs> Someone's calling me. Yeah, go ahead. But it was uh, it was really good. It was um, the only part that I thought was kind of weird was at the very end. It was a two-hour show, and then they had Willie Nelson on in a kind of "We Are the World" type arrangement where they had all the celebrities behind him, and he was singing "God Bless America." And all like, I don't know, how many how many different stanzas did they have, or were they, I mean, was it three, four, five? I don't know. Because I only know the first one. Me too. And they got in some of the other ones, and I didn't have a clue what he was singing, but. The, the person I thought did really great was uh, Celine Dion. She had the, the greatest rendition of God Bless America, I think, ever. That drives heard. me crazy. I, yeah, I really don't like her very much. Yeah, but much. she's got a great voice, though. She looks like a sleaze stack. Well, she looks like, she looks like Barbara Streisand. She's got a big old honker. Uh, they had, let's see, it was, it was... Muhammad Ali. You're one to talk, Rick. Hey, I'm, I can, then I can speak, right? Yeah. Thank you. Gordon, they had that Will Hoover on the front of your face. They had Will Smith and Muhammad Ali come out, and it was also kind of they were reaching out to. Um, now that's kind of cheap. That's promoting a movie. Well, they didn't even mention the movie. Yeah, but Will Smith and Muhammad Ali. Well, all Will Smith did, he goes, "Hey, this man is the most recognizable human being in the world, and he's a Muslim." And then after that, I could not believe it. Ali spoke for a good minute and a half, and he was. Pretty coherent? much coherent. Yeah, yeah. totally coherent. Yeah, we I did can everything, every and it, word. It, it took every ounce of energy that man had to get that out. And I, how bad does he look now? He just shakes really bad. He looks. He His looks face like a, doesn't look bad. He looks like a 55-year-old man or 60-year-old man who shakes a lot. Yeah. Uh -huh. And it was it was great though, and how he was denouncing what happened and how uh, the Islam faith is all about peace and I mean, it, it was good to have him on it was good to have a guy like that on come on and explain what uh the nation of islam is really all about and what did he say it was really all about well he didn't really say all the tenets but oh, okay. you got the gist of i mean he couldn't really speak that well so well way to bag on the guy right after you praised him well i know i'm just saying it was so cool to see the guy and it was it took so much for him to get out there and when he was shaking i felt bad and then he started talking i'm like oh my god he's speaking because normally on, if they show him on espn giving any interview they have they have the scroll down at the bottom so you can kind of read what he's saying uh -huh. oh really yeah but he sounded pretty good last night Definitely showed up. They had so does Parkinson's uh, zap your energy too? It, well, I'll tell you, it just zaps I don't know what everything. It, does. it zaps everything. And if you've seen a recent interview with Michael J. Fox, who, by the way, is going to be on the premiere of Spin City hmm. coming up here, and I don't know how they got him to do this, but I saw an interview with him, I don't know, a couple months ago, and he can barely string a sentence together. It, it, Michael it, J. Fox? Yes. Yeah. It happens really fast. All of a sudden, uh, my brother... Uh, this gal her dad was like the sharpest the sharpest pencil in the in the box you know and then literally like two months later he could barely do anything i mean it just hits you like like a snap you're just a prisoner everybody says you're a prisoner in your own body your your faculties are all there but you just can't get anything going man i hate that's so sad because i always liked michael j fox mm -hmm. i know i know i mean not that i don't like other people that are afflicted with with uh parkinson's but yeah he had a Always his character seemed to be the most likable, even if he was kind of a nudge. He, lately he's been playing like the political nudge, like the... Yeah, but did he ever play a bad guy? No. I think he played a cokehead in one movie. Yeah, Bright Lights, Big City. Yeah, yeah. But even then, he was like, oh, it's Michael yeah, J. Was, Fox. He was, <laughs> he's snorting in a bathroom. He's a funny oh. cokehead. You know, it's cute. 
Um, they had a Tom, lovable co-cad. Yeah, they had exactly. Tom like Hanks. Rick's. <laughs> yeah, they had. Uh, well, they opened up with Springsteen. Then Tom Hanks spoke. Then they went to Stevie Wonder. Then George Clooney came out. And, and then Tom Petty played. And then I think. And Dixie think, Chicks. Yeah, Neil Young, Dixie Chicks. Bon Jovi. Stevie Wonder, U2. It was, yeah, U2 was right there at the beginning. It was amazing. Did, it, um, did, Mike, did uh, Muhammad Ali look better than Neil Young? It was close. Yeah, he almost did. Neil Young had a big straw cowboy hat on. But he KTBK, played Imagine. Dallas, he just, Fort Worth, KTBK, Sherman Dennis. He sat there on the KTBK piano. Sanger. sat there on the piano and played Imagine, John Lennon's song. And boy, he really struggled to hit those notes. Uh, well, he struggles to hit any notes. That's why, you know what? And I know you love him, Corby. And he's certainly got game, you know, if you can look past the voice. But I've heard he's a jerk, man. Hmm. From I've heard Neil Young is the biggest jerk in the world. From who? I think Grego. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, who do you know that knows Neil Young? Well, there was some story about how Neil Young had an exercise room cleared out at a hotel before he would uh, exercise in there. Maybe I don't blame him. Maybe he's sensitive to his body. I do that right now. He's self-conscious. I clear my I gym out before I go to it. I don't think he's self-conscious about his body. Look at the abuse he's put it through. You know what? I read an article about him. He's one of a handful of people who have two kids afflicted, afflicted by this really rare disease. And the odds of, of one child getting it is like one in a million. The odds of two, obviously, are... One in two million? Ridiculous. And he has two kids afflicted with this super rare disease, and it has nothing... It's not genetic. And that's why the, every year there's a big benefit concert that he has for the school that his kids go to called the Bridge School, and he's raised umpteen million dollars for this school and this disease. So in that respect, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he showed up last night. That was cool. So he didn't clear out the school so before he did from the... from what uh, I know about Neil Young, he's a great humanitarian. <laughs> oh, by what his press agent releases. Exactly. Yeah. Well, maybe he is a good guy. I mean, that's just one, you know, story. Maybe he had TB or something and didn't want to spread it in that exercise room. <laughs> I give him benefit of the doubt. All right, but really and truly, is Old Man really a good song? Or is that just a whip? Uh, no. I think any song could be a whip if you don't if you're not into it. It's just a classic rap whip. What, Scott? <laughs> break in a minute. Oh. I said break room. Any song's a whip song if you hear it enough. I don't, I don't. Yeah, but I'm not talking about you getting tired of hearing it over and over again. I'm talking about the first time you hear it, you go, "Is this a novelty song?" Well, first of all, what's with that guy's voice? And it's just not catchy. Well, I didn't mind it. I thought it was a great song. I right, sing it, Ray. Back in my day. Sing it. I can't do it justice. Well, I mean, try. Well, neither can he. Yeah, he can. His voice is not okay. that bad. It's unique. Old man, triple my life. I'm a lot like you. He's, he sings like a Muppet. <laughs> That's his bit. Up next. He looks like a Muppet now, though. Well, he is a character. What is, what's his best song, in your opinion, Corby? Best song? Uh -huh. Powderfinger. Yeah. See, that Powderfinger is a great song. You gotta no listen. About it. You can't... You can't his stuff with, with Crazy Horse is his best stuff uh -huh. with his rock band. And then he does a lot of, you know, his solo stuff is pretty slow, but when he's with his big full rock band, he's, he's a different animal. Uh -huh. How about the Buffalo Springfield stuff? That was, that was good. Yeah, yeah, that was good stuff. That was good stuff. So, there you go. And Billy Joel, does he look old now? He, he played, uh, he played uh, New York State of Mind last yeah. night, and he, you know, he looks fine. He looks like Billy Joel. Billy Joel used to be so great. 
Tom Petty's got like a full, thick, bushy beard. I mean, like, like a ZZ Top, like beard? a lump. No, he looks beard. like Greg Allman. He does. Looks oh, just man. like, like Greg Allman. Yeah. He looks like he's put on about 25 pounds. Oh no. He's well, he, fine. He probably needed it. And I'll tell you, who's right. the uh, who's the short blonde? Maybe we should talk about this next, but I want to know who the, the short Dixie blonde chick? is in the Dixie Chicks. The porked up. <sighs> oh, really? She wow. has? Let's talk about this next. Okay, we'll talk about the uh, Dixie Chicks, how they looked next. Monday is ticket P1 night at the ballpark. Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. This is the Gordon Keith Show. I'm Gordon Keith. Gen X Davey will be along here in, uh, oh, about 20 minutes. He's running in some sort of marathon or walkathon, benefiting some charity that we don't know about. It's a marathon for a walkathon. Oh, it is? To raise money for a walkathon? Right. They're having a runathon. Right. Hey, what is up? Well, hey, Dave. Are, hey, you, on, Dave. are you running right now? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm in the car. We just finished. Well, you should probably not try to do that in the car you ought to probably abide by the rules yeah no, i we, would think that's finished. cheating we finished i'm um, um, finished with the the run how I'm far did you now. how far did you drive i mean run uh it was a 10k did you win yeah yeah i, I came in first <laughs> oh good and what <laughs> was with the help of a car i wouldn't see how that'd be too difficult what was the cause uh it was uh Walking to find a cure for juvenile diabetes. And where'd you find it? Was it like hidden? And yeah, like, easy was, clues? Uh, like an Easter egg hunt? Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually uh, found it at about the uh, 5K mark. It was uh, underneath one of the uh, barrels that you put trash in. Did you win a prize? Yeah, yeah. I have a little ribbon. I'll so show like, it to you when I get there. Well, you taped up under the barrel is a $20 bill, some Chili's gift certificates, and the cure. <laughs> yeah. The formula for the cure. <laughs> You kicked ass out there, man. Yeah, cleaned up. Language. You cleaned up. Cut your hole. Hey, did you watch the thing last night, Davey? Did you watch the tribute? No, I saw, um, I went out to eat last night, and uh, as I was leaving, they had the uh, the TV on in the bar, and I saw the uh, uh, extended mix Liquid of uh, Willie Nelson and uh, God Bless America or America the Beautiful or whatever it was. Hey, what ha we went to Wilco last night, Gordon. Oh, you did? Good. Yes, it was excellent. I was calling bingo at a church. You don't have to lie to us. Uh, who, who do you think sounds older, you or me? <laughs> Let's go to the phones. You're going to a Wilco show, and I'm up under a big tent calling bingo numbers. What happened to y'all, Davey? I turned around, and y'all were gone, like halfway through the show. You had a walk well, on. Um, we went towards the back because uh, Erica needed to get some air. So. Oh, okay. okay. We all know what that means. <laughs> wow. Y'all ran out, huh? Did y'all stay or did you leave? No, we stayed till the end. The, the last song was uh, Lonely One, right? No, Dave, it wasn't. Is that like middle of it? What's yeah. To the set? It had 16 songs after that. Oh, no. So Erica needs a lot of air, I'm taking it. Is that what I'm guessing here? Since yeah, just a Halfway days. through? That sounds high maintenance that she needs air. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, okay, so I have a question. So I'm watching this last night, this tribute to America. Who I can't believe I missed this. Who, what all TV stations aired it? I'll, I'll, everyone. Everyone, but I think the Cartoon Channel. Court TV had it. Um, I mean, every, all big networks, I mean, everybody had it. Everybody, I think HBO, man, HBO might have even had it. But one particular act intrigued me, the Dixie Chicks. Who's the short blonde? The fat one? Yes. Come on. Well, I'm not... She's a short blonde that happens to be fat. She's a, I'll tell you, she's got a great looking face. She's a pretty girl, but I'm telling you, what she was wearing last night, she was wearing like a jean skirt that looked like she split her fly. Really? Yeah, I mean, just, I'm thinking if I'm on a national stage like that, I dress the part. The, the, so she's gotten heavier since their fame, correct? Either that or shorter. Well, what happened so, was, so, she, I think she, she got shorter. No, she had a baby probably about last night. Well, then give her a break. She had one last night? Because that's what it looked like. So, Rick, uh, <laughs> after the show, she Rick, had one. Um, what? Camel toe? No, because she's wearing a, 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 a Levi skirt. But I it guess that would be pretty bad if you had that with a skirt on. would <laughs> be funny, though. Being, well, yeah. But I, I was just, I don't know, she just looked ridiculous. She's put on a little bit too much weight. But she, you can, she looks you, like, she looks like got, she's got uh, cheeks full of chili. But you can dress, though, to hide some of that. You can not accentuate you know what, though, that. Rick, what, she was stand behind a, a brick wall? She was doing a good thing last night, so let's not make fun of how fat she was. I'm not saying. I'm just Maybe saying. She, I, thought, I, I found it noteworthy. Speaking that of that, Stevie she was on a weight gainathon. Stevie right. Wonder looks like he's lost weight. You know, he got up to the point where he could only wear moo-moos. Yeah, isn't that wild? Stevie Wonder. Yeah, he looked good last heavy. night. Yeah. yeah, he looked like uh, like fat Homer, moo-moo Homer. He did, but he's lost. He looks like he's lost weight at least. I mean, I guess it comes to a point to well, every mean, blind man. You're like, dude, you're huge. Uh, maybe maybe uh, his handlers hit his food. Okay. Maybe he just couldn't read the labels of the fat content. Hey, how old yeah, he chose the wrong soups and things like that. <laughs> how old is uh, John Bon Jovi? 48? No, no, he's 42. not in his 40s. Yes, he is. You know, he was like 19 or 20 when they were big. Because he looks pretty darn good. Oh, I mean, he's, he's, he's a He's going to be ageless. He's, he's going to be ageless. Hottie. Yeah, he you is a have a thing for John Bon Jovi, huh? I might, yeah. Might be my new male crush. Wow. How, how much uh, trim do you think he's gotten in his lifetime? You know what? He's been married to the same woman for 20 years. So probably cheated on her about 38 times. No. Only 38. I don't know, man. He, I, I mean, he seems like a really good guy. I've seen interviews with him before. He seems like a really Yeah, and he seems kind of clean and man. sober. He doesn't yeah. seem like he's ever had any problems. A little acting, little music. So yeah. He's got a good life. He's got a very good guy. life. Think he and Richie Sambora ever tag teamed? <laughs> High five. Well, you, you just came from a telethon or whatever. Yeah. Why are you talking Raise like that? Raise money for tag teaming. <laughs> Boy, Danny, just, Danny would have been in on that one. He's the, yeah, the, the spokesman. There's like a big statue that everybody's carrying around of Danny. It's just a picture of him high-fiving some seedy guy with a mustache. <laughs> Eric and I just got finished tag teaming diabetes. What? That's kind of weird. Huh. So how did you get involved in this particular uh, walkathon? Uh, a bunch of people from uh, Erica's work were doing it. Oh, so she had to go to keep up. And you had to go to be with her. Yeah, I, I got enlisted. Well, that's high maintenance. And you're yeah. a half hour late to your show. <laughs> and she needed oxygen the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How did you administer that? That's weird. <laughs> Gordon said get that. I got it. <laughs> 
nice. just weird, Corby. Thank goodness that didn't go on the air. <laughs> That's just weird. <laughs> it is. You're saying some very shocking things about it. I don't understand you, your young wife, people and your Wilco show, and your comments. <laughs> yeah, like all you understand is B Bingo. <laughs> what were you doing? Oh, were you at uh, St. Thomas? Yeah, huh? That's your church, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is my church. And it was the... Uh, Since your very shaky conversion to Catholicism. I haven't converted yet. I'm thinking about it, though. It depends on what they pay me, what they offer me. Wait a second. I thought that well, you had so to you convert. Did. I thought you did convert to Mary, not had to, but did convert no, to Mary. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. You just, you just pretended so you could use the church for your wedding? I'm, right. Uh, listen, like the setting. I'm a free agent right now, and whoever wants to offer me, you know, a little bit of cheese here and there to join their church, I'm, I'm game. I'm All listening. Right. You heard that he's put the call out, denominations. Cool, Let's hear from you. <laughs> well, I guess uh, so far Catholicism is offering you salvation and guilt. I don't know if that can be topped. Hmm. What? Do they serve, uh, like, uh, Starbucks coffee at Catholic Church? No, they, they do at my church. But Starbucks they, coffee? They what? It's Starbucks coffee and cookies. It's the Church of Pretty People. That's what I call it. Oh, uh, huh. yeah. Rick goes to that giant church in Grapevine that, that'll be shut down within a couple of years because of seedy business practices. Oh, sure. wait a second. It's not what? seedy. You don't know that. Yeah. That's what I, I hear. Yeah. Windows like that. What, uh, what kind of church is it, Rick? It's, uh, it's a Christian church. It's Gennaro Church. But it's, yeah, but it's huge. Last week, they had 20,000 people show up at Mass for so two services. It's basically, so mass, you call it Mass, huh? Not Mass. Well, whatever. No. Service. Yeah. Does it have, like, a real progressive name, like Church on the Rock or something like that? Fellowship Church. And it, I guarantee it's got a... Uh, so no, you know what it is? It's called the Church Next to Grapevine Mills. It's got a real handsome man up there preaching, right? Yeah, the, uh, the Reverend drives a Jag. Pas yeah. Pastor Ed. He's a basketball player at Florida State. His name is Reverend Chest Rockwell. He's a good guy. It always makes Jim me nervous. There's, there's something wrong with those churches. They get up to, like, 20,000 in, well, uh, in you know, they have one a rock service. Band? No, but they have uh, very good Christian singers. I will, I will say it's it's almost like I'm going to call it not so much a service, but a variety show with a <laughs> with a sermon inserted in the middle. Really? So you yeah. have like stand ups there and things like it's that. Like, it's no, like it's not stand up. It's just you know they have. It's a very. I'm telling you, man. It's like going to it's like going to a TV variety show, and then in the last half of the service. They have a sermon. It's like Laugh-In or Carol Burnett and just throwing the Pope right in the middle somewhere. So is it's it like Laugh-In where they have video monitors and they'll zoom in real quick yeah, and they someone stop, a joke? And they stop in mid-dance and yeah. put a zinger. <laughs> is it like the Mandrell sisters where they do little skits? Yeah, they have skits there. Yeah, they do have skits. Like Like, like, like this week, the, the sermon is going to be about how to live a hypocritical free life. Well, I want to check that out. hypocritical life. So hypocrisy free life. Right. Whatever. That, or did they word it like that? Did they word it a hypocritical free life? I'm going to say hypocritical free life. That's the only life. way That's they can draw the 20,000, is to word things wrong. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I think so, it's an ESL course while the service is going. I'm telling you, it's not bad. I mean, it's... it's so what, what's the congregation like? Are they, do they get into it? Do they, like, wave their hands in the air like they just don't care? No. <laughs> fairly. I'm going to say a fairly reserved congregation. How wide is it? Pretty white. Yeah. Well, really? look where I live. I live in Grapevine. So there's not a lot of crazy dancing. There's not a lot of the, the no, booty shake dancing. No, there's some people of color there. I'm going to say, you know, they have a decent mix. What color? Yellow? Uh, purple was last week's predominant color. There's a lot of African-American folk now at St. Thomas Aquinas. Folk? Yeah, well, folk? Right. Hmm. Hmm. 
interesting. <laughs> no. Well, I didn't see too many last night. You didn't? Mm -mm. Mostly old? Yeah, most of them were at the Wilco show. No, it wasn't a very old crowd either. How was Pete Sessions last night? He, uh, unfortunately, could not make it. He was uh, up in Washington, you know, had the State of the Union address. Yeah, the night he's got a little bit bigger fish to fry right. than, than church bingo. But Gordon was there, and they're tight. I'm surprised he didn't, you know, get a plan. Yeah, and you know yeah. my... Uh, Is Pete a member of that church? Is Pete a member of that Pete. church? Pete. Oh, uh, I don't know. No. What? He's not? I heard no. I don't know. I heard yeah. no. Gen I, heard, I heard a mysterious voice that said no. I couldn't quite grasp it. So. Davey, where are you right now? Uh, I am at the Swiss and Good Latimer, so I'm, I'm nearly to the station. Oh, good. Okay. Because Rick and I have to... Uh, have to go to another birthday party this week. Yeah. Not so, you, Corby. We need you. Well, no, I have to go witness because you're on the air, so someone has to do it while you're on the air. <laughs> what? I got to go witness. I don't get it. Well, you're always witnessing. I always hear you talk about your all the witnessing you do, and I have, right. to, I have to go do that while you're on the air. Witnessing. <laughs> witnessing. <laughs> Strange word. Uh, no, Corby, hang around, because I have a story for you next. Well, you know what? I'm going to get on the cell phone. I'll, I'll talk to you on the cell phone. Where are you going? i got to go. We have major, major overhauling of home. And so... What's going on? Yeah, tell them about your bee stings. Later. I'll Man, tell I, I, that's that's why I missed that uh, benefit last night. I was doing home repair. Oh, really? Yeah. Got about one quarter of what I wanted to get done because I kept running into problems left and right. Right. Well, what do you have going on? Today is that for me. Um, we're reshingling the gutters. Huh? Reshingling the gutters. <laughs> oh. Huh? What? <laughs> I'll tell you about it next. We're late. See okay. You boys. Well, will you tell us next? Yeah, I will. Okay. Radio 1310 The Ticket. This is the Gordon Keith Show. We're at Quick Car in Arlington. We're at 1820 Brown. Is it Brown Road or Brown Trail? Brown Boulevard. Okay. Brown Boulevard. 1820 Brown Boulevard. Um, it's right off of Ballpark Way. And What's this next street here? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure either. All right. Uh, anyway, 1820 Brown Boulevard in Arlington. Quick Car. Come by and get your oil changed. Um, get yourself something to drink or eat over at Eckerd's and stop on by here and sit down and maybe you can win a ticket t-shirt. We also got ticket chicks uh, are around here, including Susan, my favorite ticket chick, who I understand we, her and I may have some sort of collaboration in an upcoming, upcoming ticket publication. That's all I can release on that right now. Uh, anyway, uh, joining us right now on the telephone is, is this Corby? Cobra. Hello? Yeah. Where are you? I'm in my car. Why did you leave? Because they're setting up for a wedding in there, and they wanted us to leave. Or, wedding uh, in where? At Castle Hills. Oh, oh, sorry, I didn't know you were on location. You're gonna go home yeah. and you're gonna go home and watch Witness, right? Yeah, whatever. I don't know. What? Huh? Thanks. Yeah. All right. So, what is this they're doing to your home? No, no one's doing anything to my home. I'm doing something to my home. Okay. We're. we're Doing a redoing a bedroom in there. We're painting and putting crown molding. And, uh, um, Are y'all gonna put the crown molding on? Um, I don't know how to do that. I was about to say that that gets kind of tricky when you're getting yeah, into mitered and, and cope joints and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so someone else is gonna come in and do that, and then we got furniture coming in. It's just a busy day. I have never known anyone to go on such a furniture buying spree as you guys have. Well. 
we came into a lot of money. <laughs> wow. And um, you believe that, Dave? No. <laughs> we came into a lot of money. I'm getting the feeling like, like, uh, are you the one that's pushing for all this furniture, Corby? No. Uh, well, you know what? It, it was, it was always on the, on both of our minds doing this, like uh, getting new because we, you know, we have ratty college furniture. Believe me, I know. That's all I own. <laughs> no I mean, kidding. That's all I have. It's just uh, since I've, you know, I'm 32, and since I was 20, I've had the same couch and chair and chest of drawers and everything. So, um, you know, it's just a, we need new stuff. But I didn't, I didn't think it would all come in one big pile like it seems like. All right, so what all have you purchased new furniture-wise since you are now a homeowner? Well, a lot of it came courtesy of, of like, wedding gifts and stuff. You traded you know? in a bunch of wedding gifts to get furniture. Yeah, and gift certificates like to wherever. I don't even know where we got them. Dillard's and stuff like that. Are you there? Yeah, trying oh. to be. You won't sound the same anymore. Um, so, you know, we've got chairs and that kind of stuff. Okay, that wasn't quite the detailed list I was looking for. Well, I don't know what we've got. we got like a bedroom set, bedroom furniture. Uh-huh. And, um... We're getting a, we're getting rid of one bed. We're taking it out of one, one bedroom and putting like just making it a normal sitting room because we never have guests over ever. Right. That's a smart idea. That's using your house the way you need to be using it instead right. of using it in the traditional sense, which is set up for something that's never going to happen. Right. Because I was like, well, where are people going to sleep? You know, you have to have a bed in this room. Well, there's not even been a hint of anyone ever sleeping over ever. I almost needed to crash there the other night. And that's the way yeah, you should be, Corby. <laughs> now, wait a second. Is this Grego we have now? Yeah, I've been eavesdropping on you guys for the past half hour. Well, my goodness, Grego. I didn't know you were on. How are you? I'm doing good. Now, this, of course, is Greg Williams. He is co-host of The Hardline. That's right, They're Corby. on from 3 to 7 on uh, weekdays. Now, a lot of people just listen on the weekend, so, Grego, um, be nice. Now, Grego, you will outfit a house. You will buy furniture. I think most guys are reluctant to buy furniture, but you're okay with it. Um, yeah. I mean, you got to fill up your house. I mean, you can't have a big old empty house unless you're Mark Cuban and a billionaire. See, I don't... I always thought, I associate it with more of women like to collect furniture and put furniture in places. Well, I, yeah, I see I, that as, I, as basically an unnecessary expense. I don't think I have anything in my house that's, you know, that's, that doesn't belong there. Well, what's... Sorry, I got, wait, it's not wait. like I have, it's not wait, like I have furniture there just for the sake of having furniture, I don't think. Greg, you own a hundred lunch boxes. No, I don't. I only have eighty-seven. Okay, I think that's an unnecessary purchase right there. In two weeks, in two weeks, you'll have a hundred. Well, that's what I collect. I mean, that's that's my deal. I collect that. A lot of people collect other things. You I collect, collect that and furniture. Yeah, like you, Corby, you collect furniture. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Greg, what's like a uh, a minimum and a maximum to spend on, say, a couch? A minimum or a maximum? Yeah, what's, what's a price range that's acceptable to you to spend on a couch? I think I'd have a problem paying over $3,000 for a couch. Well, yes. <laughs> Good. Is it God, made out of man. gold? or? I think $1,000 well, I mean, I mean, is the breaking I mean, point. Uh, you can't get much of a couch for $1,000. You can go for 250 bucks down at Couches R Us or whatever that place is. Not, well, yeah, and then you know what you're going to have? See, that's the, that's the thing. And I think Corby's doing it the right way. When you have a house, 
you know, wait till you can afford something of quality. Don't put cheap stuff in there because that's what you're going to have, and it's not going to last. I mean, furniture is something that, that if you buy something of quality, and it does cost, then it's going to last forever. All right, Corby, if, how if long did you have your couch before this one? Um, well, actually, oh, God, it was probably five or six years. And how expensive a couch was it? I have no idea. I think it was a hand-me-down couch. <laughs> the couches that I've had for five years, I got at a uh, furniture field out off Harry Hines. <laughs> it wasn't even a building. It was like a tent. <laughs> and I got uh, I got a couch and a love seat for I think five or six hundred bucks. So there those you blue go. Things, those blue couches. Yeah, those ugly blue couches. <laughs> well, I mean, see, so you're describing your own furniture as ugly. I mean, why do you want to do that? Well, because I I can't afford to buy real furniture. It's just cheap furniture that, I, that I've had ever since I moved out of my well, parents' house. You need to come into some money like I did. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> what signing on with the hard line? Davey's tried that. Come on, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, but really, honestly, though, you know, you, you buy furniture and that sort of thing and make your house really nice to entertain people. But now, these days, our age group, we just don't entertain people, really. We have a party once a year, maybe. I think. Well, I mean, entertain yourself. I mean, you're there all the time. I yeah, mean, but I don't, mind nice the, I don't mind the ratty couch. I don't mind the black mold growing in my house. I don't <laughs> believe that. I really don't. Oh. Corby, I, I, think, that, I think what your house is really missing is a a, a nice china cabinet. I have and a china cabinet. You have a china cabinet? Sure do. Now that is a total female thing. With with a bunch of china that uh, that my mother gave me. Oh, Grego, sound like you just broke something. <laughs> you have no. a bunch of uh, Fabergé eggs in there too? No, 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 I don't have that. But you never. China is the biggest waste of money ever. I didn't buy it. I mean, it was a. I, I don't my, care if, even mother, if it's given to you. You have to buy something to house it in, and that's the expense of a china cabinet. We don't have a china cabinet. We just have a big cardboard cutout of Bruce Lee in our actual dining room where the china cabinet should be. No, it's. I don't think it's really related to uh, Chinese people. Okay, but see, Gordo, I know, I know that you're yeah, buying okay. quality stuff. You know why? Why? Because I remember one time I heard you say that when you're buying, like, bed sheets, always buy at least a 300 count. Well, that's exactly right, because you sleep okay. on those. Exactly. Well, you know, the same thing with furniture. You sit on furniture. Yeah, but, I mean, I buy, like, I bought a nice mattress and box springs, and I buy, I buy nice sheets. Everything else in my house is junk. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. It really, it's truly not is. Either, Gordon, you, you got nice stuff in there. He's got, a real, he's got a real nice house, but you know he likes to come on here and be real rant-like, like 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 he just has a big spool for a coffee table. Now I'm I'm being honest with you. We have nothing that matches. <laughs> we have nothing that matches, and it's all most of it was given to us, or that we just got out of you know like people's garages that they weren't using it. But that's uh, that's when you say your house is eclectic. Yeah, I know. See, we can label it that way. That kind of tickled me. Well, good, Greg. <laughs> it's kind of tickled me the way Davey put that. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I, I, what? Just some, like I said, it was something that we've been planning on doing, and now's the time we're doing it. So, so yeah. you're by... And, and you know what else we're doing is, is the people used to live there, the blinds in the house... Uh-huh. Um, they, they, they were, they were blind? Enough. No, the blinds in Those the house. That was your last home. name, Dave. Oh. They're, they're real... Greg that's why you should always go with plan, plantation shutters. We're doing that. We're doing that. Or something like that, I guess. But they what? 
They didn't, they didn't like fit over the window so people could look in and see us doing stuff. Why didn't you get the bill on those plantation shutters, Corbin? Yeah, I know. Those are, I priced those out once. You better be glad you came into a lot of money because you'll need it for plantation shutters. Or get some wood blinds. Those are those are good. Did you ever take my advice and get your foundation fixed first? You talking to me? Yeah. No, we, we figured the rain, all this rain just kind of straightened it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I, I applaud you, Corby, for going out and getting furniture and filling your house up and have a nice house. You know your house is your biggest investment. Yeah, it is. Also, your biggest money pit. Please, someone kill me. <laughs> I'm struggling. I'm really struggling right now. Why? I have no money. <laughs> I got nothing. You need some money? I mean, I'm. Is your house? I'll loan you 20, 30, Gordo. What do you need? I need 20 or 30,000. Well, I don't have that, but I'll loan you 20 or 30 bucks. I mean, if you're getting all broken up because you don't have any money. I'll take your 20 or 30 bucks and raise you 50 bucks. You know, you're just right down the house. You're just right down the road from my house anyway. Yeah, I know. We're both Arlington guys. That's funny. Yeah, what? You're my neighbor. <laughs> I keep forgetting we're neighbors, Gordo. That's right there, Grego. Are you going to come by the broadcast? No, I can't. As a matter of fact, I am just going through Crescent, Texas right now. Going where? Going to Granbury. For what? Oh. Why are you going down there, Grego? Going down? Oh, I don't know. Just going to go down there and walk around the square for a while. <laughs> okay. Going you going out down to the LH? See if there's any, um, you know, <laughs> lunch boxes down there. <laughs> yeah, sure. My prediction is Grego's going to the one of his six houses that he owns. Oh, is that the music to go? Yeah. All right, everybody stay oh, hard. sorry. Okay, I'll see you. Bye. Everybody stay hard. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about the run on gas masks that are going on in the Metroplex right now and why I may purchase one myself. The ticket. Ticket of your home. Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. At Ramey King Insurance, need your blood. Monday, October 1st, Tuesday, October 2nd, 5.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. American Airlines Center, inside the old number seven club. Give us some sweet, clean P1 blood, and we'll give you a free T-shirt and a tour of the Stars locker room. Blood supplies are low. We need you at the Ramey King Insurance ticket. Stick it up your arm pipe blood drive, October 1st and 2nd. Presented by Texans Can, Carter Blood Care, and the station that knows how to drain the vein. Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket, www.theticket.com. BMW, now that's a car. The ultimate driving machine. You know, I heard they were uh, a little expensive to maintain. Though. Where'd you hear that? You told me. I did. Oh, yeah, I did. When people think of BMW, they think performance. They should also think affordability. According to IntelliChoice, in a luxury car study, a BMW costs less to maintain during five years of ownership than a Lexus. And what about their maintenance plan? Yeah, what about that? Full maintenance for three years or 36,000 miles is standard on all new BMWs. And that includes brake pads, brake rotors, even wiper blades. So owning one is more affordable than you think. You want to go test drive one? See, those test drives are expensive. Who told you that? You did. Oh. Visit Classic BMW for a free test drive and see why a BMW is a greater value than ever. Full maintenance covers all factory recommended maintenance as determined by the service level indicator for three years or 36,000 miles, whichever comes first. See the service and warranty information booklet for more details. IntelliChoice incorporated data extracted from the 2001 Complete Car Cost Guide. Ray Barone is a successful New York sports writer who's living the good life with a few major league exceptions. Well, what a snobby, shallow, superficial, popular thing to say. With a loving wife. I'm proud of my agent. I have never lied about no it. No reason to. Shut up, Ray. All right. A caring mother.
father. Leftovers. A fearless father. You're dumber than I tell people. And a well-meaning brother. Ray's family stays close to his heart. Close enough to attack. You're embarrassing yourself. And you're embarrassing me. People think I'm with you. With all these pathological personalities colliding in one household, the only person who can manage this team is Raymond. Sliding into your home this fall is the story of one man's fight to live a sane life. We live in a fun house here. Despite owning the sanitarium. Everybody Loves Raymond premieres Monday at 5.30 and 10.30 on WB33. I am often asked, what color is fun? And I say, sometimes fun is a refreshing green, like the frosty margaritas at On the Border. Sometimes it's a rich gold, like hot chips and cold beer. But the best fun I ever saw was the Border Sampler. Chicken quesadillas, fajita nachos, smoked chicken flautas, and creamy queso. Wow, it even sounds fun. On the border, Mexican grill and cantina. On the border, off the map. Hey, you hear that? That's the sound of the original fajitas. Mesquite grill, served with fresh guacamole, homemade salsa, hot homemade tortillas. And listen to this. Original fajitas are available only at On the Border. Ready, set, vamonos. On the Border, Mexican grill and cantina. On the Border, off the map. Try our beef or chicken fajitas for only $9.99 at On the Border. I'm Drew Hamilton. A-Rod continues his MVP-like season. That story and all the latest sports news next on The Ticker. Hey, if you're into golf and you're into good causes, then you need to sign up for the John O'Hurley Celebrity Golf Invitational coming up this Monday. Now, I realize that Monday is just a few days away, but there's still some spots available. Call 972-994-0994. That's 972-994-0994. Or for more information, log on to golf4als.org. That's golf the number four, ALZ.org. The Scramble-style golf tournament is set for Monday, September 24th at the Weston Stonebriar in Frisco. You could be paired up with one of dozens of celebrities who will be on hand, including John O'Hurley, Cheech Marin, Patrick Swayze, Jim McMahon, Richard Roundtree, Alice Cooper, Charlie Pride, Tom Sneva, and a bunch of others. The John O'Hurley Celebrity Golf Invitational is set up to benefit Alzheimer's research. And here's even more beneficial news. For the recent tragedies that have affected our country, a portion of the charity event proceeds will go straight to the victims' families in New York. The John O'Hurley Celebrity Golf Invitational will benefit Alzheimer's research. Yet another hole-in-one idea from Superior Leasing. Encompass Services Corporation would like to invite you to be a part of the Dale Hansen Classic, benefiting Dallas Can Academy. Sponsorships and individual teams are still available for all the events. The Encompass Services Corporation Dale Hansen Classic is brought to you in part by Snuffers Restaurants, Ewing Automotive, Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Texas, and WFAA-TV. Home of the season last night as... The Rangers beat the Angels 9-8. With that homer, he tied Ernie Banks for the most home runs by shortstop in a season. And he also tied the Rangers record for homers in a season that was held and is still currently held by Juan Gonzalez and Rafael Palmero. Starter Rob, Wet, starter Rob Bell got the win last night, but following the game, he had nothing but love for A-Rod. To watch this guy go after every day, he's in the cage, and I don't spend too much time out in the batting cage, but I mean, I, I don't hear about the things he goes through, and his, pre his preparation is meticulous, and, and you have to admire something like that, you know, and, and those are the guys you want to pitch for and keep in the game.
Rodriguez also leads the majors with 126 runs scored and 361 total bases. Rangers will play the Angels tonight at 7.05 at the ballpark in game two of a three-game series. Texas A&M is about 45, 40 minutes away from kicking off against Oklahoma State. Coach R.C. Slocum talks about a planned tribute happening at Kyle Field. A group that has gone through official channels and has gotten uh, approval to have a uh, designed color pattern in the stadium for the three decks of red, white, and blue. Apparently, the fans have been requested to wear red if they're going to be in the lower deck, white if they're in the middle deck, and blue on the upper deck. That game starts at 11.30. You can see it on Channel 27. Cowboys host the Chargers at Texas Stadium tomorrow at noon, and the Pennsylvania Classic on the, pinch, on the PGA Tour. Robert Allenby is your second-round leader now at 9-under after finishing his second round this morning. Our next ticket ticker at 11.10, breaking sports news first guaranteed. I'm Drew Hamilton reminding you to remember the time you spend listening to The Rant on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Booth Eye Care and Laser Center, Car Toys, and Coulter's Barbecue present The Ticket's Dallas Cowboys Countdown to Kickoff tomorrow morning at 10, right after Mark Elfenbein on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. The Gordon Keith Show at Quick Car in Arlington, Texas. We're on uh, Brown Boulevard, 1820 Brown Boulevard. Quick Car, come by, get your oil changed, get your car serviced, and be out of here. They're quick here. That's why they have their quick in the name. Although I think they've misspelled it. I didn't want to point that out to them. But that was before word processors were readily available when they yeah. in this place. So, um... Anyway, our telephone number is 214-787-1310. We also got ticket chicks out here at Quick Car. Forgot to mention that. And do we have uh, any T-shirts or? Yep, and they're cooking hot dogs outside. And, yes, we got hot dogs outside. Are they Ticket boiling hot dogs or uh, grilling them? They're on the grill. Wow. Yeah. So come by Quick Car. Say hi to the rant crew that we have out here. We're going until uh, 1 o'clock today, Davey. Longer show than normal. Okay, and that's Davey with official well, reaction. Scott was telling me that there's somebody... Hang on. Hello? What? Hello? Hello? Hey, you know Tim from Blockbuster? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to send him up right now. Well, Gord, tell him Gordon's not here. Well, tell him, he can come on up. Okay. All right. All right. Whatever. <laughs> the security guy from downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, uh, the story about gas masks. They've been having a... And they're really getting geared up. And, and this is coming, of course, uh, a week after the attacks. All of a sudden, residents are, are acting on... I don't know what it is. I don't know what sparked their fear all of a sudden. Because they say that this happened actually yesterday after President Bush's State of the Union address. Or speech to both houses of Congress. That's hey, weird to us, baby. So people are, are getting freaked out about the possibility of chemical warfare. Yes, and I've got to admit, when uh, actually the day of, the September 11th, I was ready to go out and buy a couple gas masks. Because I truly feel that, that this is going to be, there's going to be another wave to this. Dallas is certainly a target. It's a big city. And I think that it's going to be biological in nature. It's either going to be biological warfare or sarin gas. What do you think... Uh just dropping a, you know, a container of some toxic gas in a public place is more likely to happen, or maybe getting into the water supply? I don't know. I would hope. Well, see, I don't know how they get it into the water supply. 
certainly certain points are heavily guarded where yeah. they can't get it in water supply. But I don't know if it's as easy as they could just do that somehow down line. You know? Maybe they're just going to urinate into our AC units or something. That, um, that I wouldn't think would be as harmful, let's say, as getting anthrax into the water supply. Yeah. But I, I guess it's a good point. I don't want to discount you. Every point's a good point. It's, a, it's all relative. Yeah, it is relative. And, you know, we are in the age of empowerment. And so, you know, like in school, you have to tell every kid that yeah, he's got a good idea. And yeah, no question is a bad question. No question is a bad question. You're not exactly wrong on that, but... What about this? <laughs> By the way, do you think that helps or hurts? Making stupid kids feel like they're not stupid? Right. Um, I mean, that has led to this idea that we can't have any schools that are better than other schools. At least we should do our best to equalize all schools. And because it's like we're kind of trying to ignore the fact that, you know, just some kids are smarter. And some kids aren't as smart. And if you preach right to the middle, then, of course, you I mean, you do a disservice to kids who are really smart but don't have the money to, you know, send their kids to some private school or something, say their parents. What do you think about that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, you, I think it's important to, like you say, empower kids and make sure you don't make them feel stupid, but coddling them too much, is, I think, can do more harm than good. I, I do, too. I mean, you're going to get out in the real world and... Wait a second. You mean I'm not kind of entitled to everything that everyone else has? I mean, I, I can't get that job? Wait a second. You know, in school, the most structured environment I have to refer to when I enter the workplace, you know, they, they, were, they made me feel uh, good. And, and, you know, my, none of my questions were bad, and I was just as smart as everyone else. That's what they told me. They also said I could be anything I wanted to be. Okay, I want to be the CEO of IBM. <laughs> Give me that job. Anyway, so uh, gas masks flying off the shelves. Nineteen ninety-nine. That's all it costs. Well, it, what kind of, is that? Just the the kind that uh, is like a surgical mask, except it has the two filters on either side, or what? I'm not exactly sure. Or is it the full kind of, um, you know, gas mask like one of those characters in the Star Wars bar looked like he was wearing? We've got sweet Danny Bayless on the line. He knows a little something about gas masks. Hi, all Danny. right. Hey, Danny. Hi, Gordo. Hey. I don't really know a lot about gas masks, but I do have a good friend that, that did buy the full ensemble of the uh, chemical warfare suit and the gas mask for he and his lovely wife. How recently did they do that? This was this past week, like two days ago. Really? Yeah, they say that some stores are bundling the mask and chemical suits for like 50 bucks or yep, 70 bucks. Yep, that's exactly what they paid. It was like 49.95 plus tax for each suit. Well, the, the gas... I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Danny. This no, is... no, it's your No, no I'm, so, I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. I Please. Exist. Please, you're our guest. No, I insist. You insist that you're my guest. <laughs> right. The uh, gas masks are the ones that are the full, they cover the whole face and have the, the, the uh, clear plastic shield across the eyes and then uh -huh. the two canisters that uh, come out of the mouth. Oh, okay. And it straps around your back, back of your head. It's or wherever you want to strap it around. <laughs> okay. The thing that's funny is the, this friend of mine is the singer in the Tesla cover band. Oh, really? Yeah. Does he perform in the <laughs> full get-up? I'm trying to talk him into it, but I don't know if I'm going to have much luck. All right, well, Dave, you asked questions about the mask itself. The masks were made in Germany for the Israeli government's citizens' defense program. And um, 
the thing is, is like a lot of these Army Navy store owners are even saying, look, these aren't going to do jack for you. Well, and, and even, even more than that, if we're into full-on chemical warfare, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, what good is it going to do just to extend your misery like that? Yeah, you'll live an extra day because you're wearing a chemical suit. Well, I think that here's the deal is I think it gives you time yes, Danny. to get out of the uh, the area because they also have they've got a full map of the United States on their uh, on their dining room table. Uh -huh. and they have they have escape routes from Dallas, depending upon where the attack might strike to go out into the country and stuff. So it'll be like Red Dawn. Yeah, they're, they're real serious about this. Are they Wolverines or I don't know, but I'm thinking about quitting the band. This is freaking me out. I don't know if that's the reason to quit the band. Well, plus he's well-armed, too. Yeah, now that makes me a little tense. I've only got a six-shooter at my house if anybody shows up. I have a Laz rocket. A what? Nothing. So do you think the Af Afghanis are going to just parachute in, like in Red Dawn? No. Do you think they could... I think they're going to dig a tunnel through they... the center of the earth and just come up through the ground. think they even have a plane that can get all the way over here? <laughs> Crop duster? Okay. KTCK, Dallas-Fort Worth, KTBK, Sherman Dennison, KTDK, Sanger. All right, so one of these guys says, uh, on the information sheet, by the way, with the, um, with the gas mask, yeah. it says that you can get five to eight hours with one filter, but sometimes no more than ten minutes. Hmm. Very odd parameters the there they're putting on their product. Uh, they say the, the sad part is, at the Army-Navy stores, the sad part is we don't have any replacements. <laughs> said the one store owner. No replacement filters? Right. Well, that's great. So you can't buy the uh, replacement filter? Right. Hmm. Uh, they said the Israeli, Israeli issued masks are not going to save anyone, said uh, this guy who owns one Army Navy store. He says, I try to tell people, but if it makes them feel better, I say go ahead and buy it. The only way you can get one that works is to join the Army. <clears throat> well, I'll, I'm going to join the Army tomorrow then, I guess. Hey, you're old enough, Davey. Yeah, and I'm not too old either. It seems uh -huh. like that would uh, put you in more danger, Davey, actually. So, I don't know if you want to do that. How old are you, Davey? 29? You're right at the cutoff? Yeah, what is the cutoff these days? I think it's 29. No, it's to join? Yeah. To join up to 35 or 36, I believe. Uh, I mean, to get drafted. Oh, to get drafted? Mm-hmm. I believe it's 80. No, uh-uh. Well, we're getting one report that says 25. Open up the phone to see if someone knows this. How old do you, what is the cutoff point, the maximum age where beyond that you cannot get drafted? And also, what is the maximum age that you can join the Army for the first time? 214-787-1310. Danny Bayless taking your calls. Uh, let's go to uh, line one. Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Yeah, I got a question. Maybe you can help me out. Alan. Okay. Screw I our question. I bought an American flag. I'm trying to hang that thing. Can you tell me the correct way to hang it? Yes. You should not fasten the fla the flapping end of it to anything. Okay. I mean, if I'm hanging it vertically, though, I just if I'm looking at it, the stars need to be on the left or right. The top left. left. Top left, always top. The stars left. should always be in the top left, no matter which way you're hanging it. Okay, that's what I need to know. All right, thanks a lot. And also, right. uh, if you, if you're gonna uh, leave it up overnight, yeah, it must be illuminated. Yeah, make sure you have a light on it. Otherwise, you oh, need to really? take otherwise you need to take it down at night. Okay. You can just put a candle under it. No, that's okay. not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks a lot. You know, that's a good question because I was 
wholly unaware of flag etiquette before all this. Yeah, I think a lot of people were. I mean, I thought that you, the stars, if you're hanging it vertically, should be in the top right. That's the way it looks. I want to thank that guy for helping out your draft question. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh-oh. Chemical warfare out there at Quick Car? No, no. I just I have a cold, Dave. <laughs> Don't start panic. All right. All right uh, hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket, with Danny Bayless. Hey, uh, Gordo. Yeah. I was just checking out on the uh, Selective Services website this morning, actually, because I'm 26. And okay, I'm good. You may have some answers here. A little bit nervous. Yeah. Actually, they changed it after Vietnam. The rules right now are 18 and a half to your first day that you're 26. So through your 25th year, unless you're medical personnel, if you're a doctor, nurse, something like that, because that's kind of what I do, then you're eligible from the time you're 20 until you're 45, and that's men and women. So Why do they want to send all our doctors to war? Because a lot of people get shot up, man, I guess. I don't know. So, but I would think that they would use the doctors to treat the wounded instead of being on the well, front right, line right, like yeah. you're trying to say that you're going to do. Right, well, they're, they're eligible for a, a medical draft where they're, where they're sent over and put in hospitals and, and things like that, I guess, mass units, I don't know. To kill people that are laying in hospital beds? <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, huh. are, are they going to... Oh, may, maybe I got confused. Are they going to do a, a, a remake of MASH? They're going to, yes, yes. What? Uh, well, I, I don't know for a fact. I don't know. It All right, so Davey, can Davey cannot be drafted. Davey cannot be drafted. I cannot be drafted. All right, but so we're clear. Unless, unless the rules change, we never know. So, Davey, we're in the clear. We are so far. We're over 26. Yeah. But All I right. think you can still join. All right, fair enough. Well, thank you very much for your phone call. We've Good. got some hot Bin Laden news coming up next. Yes, hot off the wire. Bye, Rant. Bye. It's football season, baby. Football. football! Well, what do you know? Football. The Cowboys lost their opener. You know what I think might beat them down? The offense scoring six points every week. Tampa Bay beats the boys. I look at the offense, I say, well, I don't think that's going to get much better. I, I just don't think it will. So much for going 16-0. and 0. You don't need to be celebrating and getting up in people's face and signaling, you know, a first down. You don't need that. Cowboys Chargers, Sunday at noon. Our countdown to kickoff begins Sunday morning at 10 on Sports Radio 1310. The Ticket. www.theticket.com. When you think about the high price of gas, do you find yourself wandering through the streets shouting incoherently? Well, at NTB, National Tire and Battery, we can help you channel all of that negative energy. First, take a deep breath. <sighs> That's it. Now, come to your local tire experts at NTB, because for a limited time, when you buy four new tires and charge them on your NTB card, we'll give you a free $50 gas card. And if you don't have an NTB card, we can process your application in minutes. We'll install your new tires in an hour or less, guaranteed. We carry all the top brands, like Goodyear, Michelin, and Dunlop, and we have low prices every day. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. So call 1-877-SHOP-NTB for an NTB store near you. Get your free $50 gas card, and please remember to breathe. NTB, we know tires. Americans are in mourning turning out in record numbers to houses of worship and impromptu gatherings at makeshift memorials across the nation. Saturday's religion section explores the spiritual impact of last week's tragedies and how the nation is dealing with its grief. And as the country unites behind the president and the military, some are asking how long will it last? Find out in Saturday's Dallas Morning News. For the latest coverage and updates, turn to WFAA-TV Channel 8 and TXCN Cable Channel 38. Or log on now to DallasNews.com, WFAA.com, and TXCN.com. 
The attack on America has not divided us, but has served to unite us. The Dallas Morning News, WFAA-TV, and TXCN, in cooperation with J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, have created the Spirit of America Relief Fund to aid victims and their families in this time of need. Go to any Chase Bank branch in Texas and make your donation payable to the American Red Cross Disaster Relief Fund. For more information, log on to DallasNews.com. Hey, if you're into golf and you're into good causes, then you need to sign up for the John O'Hurley Celebrity Golf Invitational coming up this Monday. Now, I realize that Monday is just a few days away, but there's still some spots available. Call 972-994-0994. That's 972-994-0994. Or for more information, log on to golf4als.org. That's golf the number four, ALZ.org. The Scramble Style Golf Tournament is set for Monday, September 24th at the Weston Stonebriar in Frisco. You could be paired up with one of dozens of celebrities who will be on hand, including John O'Hurley, Cheech Marin, Patrick Swayze, Jim McMahon, Richard Roundtree, Alice Cooper, Charlie Pride, Tom Sneva, and a bunch of others. The John O'Hurley Celebrity Golf Invitational is set up to benefit Alzheimer's research. And here's even more beneficial news. With the recent tragedies that have affected our country, a portion of the charity event proceeds will go straight to the victims' families in New York. The John O'Hurley Celebrity Golf Invitational will benefit Alzheimer's research. Yet another hole-in-one idea from Superior Leasing. I'm Drew Hamilton. Cowboys have been doing their homework in their off time. That story and all the latest sports news next on The Ticker. The most precious of senses is your sight. So when deciding on which doctor to use for LASIK surgery, you want to make the right choice. Listening to the radio, it seems that doctors performing the LASIK procedure are everywhere. So what makes one LASIK surgeon stand out above all the others? How about a doctor who's performed over 20,000 LASIK procedures? How about a doctor who's one of the most experienced LASIK surgeons in the country? That's Dr. Gary Tylock of the Tylock Eye Care and Laser Center. Dr. Tylock focuses on your individual needs and has an impeccable record with his delicate procedure. Nearly 50% of his patients are referred by former LASIK patients. Dr. Tylock exclusively uses the Vizek Star S3 laser with the Active Track system, the best laser in the industry. LASIK has never been more affordable, as low as $9.95 per eye. The Tylock Eye Care and Laser Center. Dr. Tylock gives you personal attention from start to finish. Call Dr. Tylock at 972-258-6400. That's 972-258-6400. Or on the web at tylock.com. For a limited time, attend the free seminar this Tuesday night and get $150 off the LASIK procedure. This ticker brought to you by the Dallas Morning News. The Cowboys came close to knocking off the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week one, and they're feeling pretty good about their chances against the San Diego Chargers this week. Safety Darren Woodson says they've hit the books during their time off. The time we've had off, we've, we've even practiced harder and gotten smarter, and that's, uh, that's saying a lot, getting smarter as a, as a young group, you know, and, and growing uh, each day. I think, you know, the time we've had off, we've grown, and uh, I think we'll even play better this week than we did last Cowboys pregame show will be live on the ticket tomorrow morning at 10. A-Rod hit his 47th homer of the year. Carlos Pena had five RBI, and Rod Bell got his fifth win of the season. In last night's 9-8 win over the Angels, Aaron Mayette will face Matt Wise at the ballpark tonight at 7.05. I'm referring to the Rangers, of course. Sidekicks will host the Sacramento Knights at 7 o'clock at Reunion Arena tonight. And in world news, the uh, United Arab Emirates have cut diplomatic relations with Afghanistan's Taliban rulers for refusing to surrender Osama bin Laden. This means now that the Taliban is recognized as the Afghan government by only two nations, Pakistan and Saudi Arabia. Our next Ticket Ticker at 11.30, breaking sports news first guaranteed. I'm Drew Hamilton reminding you to remember the time you spend listening to The Rant on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. How did this go
1111 on Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket. This is the Gordon Keith Show. We're live at Quick Car in Arlington. We're on Brown Boulevard, 1820 Brown Boulevard at Quick Car. That's in Arlington. Uh, what's the best way to get here? If you're coming off, let's say, I-30, you could go north on Ballpark Way, take a left at Brown Boulevard, and uh, kind of follow it on down. We'll be on the left. You'll see our big ticket truck with our mask sticking up in the air. You'll see the Quick Car sign out front. Come on in and uh, get your oil changed. It'd be very fun. And also, uh, they've got... Is this one of the participating quick car stores in the uh, Skip Barber Racing Experience at Texas Motorsports Ranch? Do we know that? Sure. Well, yeah, okay. Well, anyway, it's a good idea. If anyone wants to start that promotion, they probably should. And come in and register for that. All right, uh, we're talking about... People stocking up on gas masks after the tragedy, and specifically after Bush addressed the nation in both houses of Congress. It's kind of odd that everyone made a run for gas masks then. I would have thought it would have been last week right after the attack. But they say it has considerably spiked up since then. And also, uh, one other quick hit associated with that, the day of the attacks, gun sales tripled. Really? Tripled, and they say they're seeing more rifle sales and military-style rifles at that. So not necessarily handguns. <coughs> so, anyway. All right, Davey, we have something about Osama bin Laden that's a pretty hot story. Well, I wouldn't say it's that hot, but... Well, that's what the way you teased it, so I was just kind of going with what you teased. Well, don't oversell it. Oh, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Well, as it stands now, the uh, Taliban is still uh, insisting that they need proof in order to hand over bin Laden. And... Uh, yeah, and I saw one, um, one sign that said, hey, Afghanistan, you want proof? Send them 6,300 death certificates. It's I not exactly proof. Yeah, I understand where they're coming from there, but that's kind of bad logic. I don't think they're disagreeing that people actually died. It's, that, uh, it's proof that he was associated with it. Right. But I, I understand the emotion. Go ahead, Dave. So they are... Uh, of course, uh, you know, the president in his address the other night said there's no negotiation that, you know, they need to just hand him over. So that's, that's still uh, a, a point of contention, and who knows how long this is going to go back and forth before, you know, the U.S. does something. Um, you know, the latest story today is that the Taliban claimed to have shot down an unmanned spy plane. Right. So, U.S. plane. Yeah, there's no confirmation from the United States that it wasn't indeed a U.S. plane. But the story that uh, I was referring to before the break, uh, this comes to us from Pakistan. On Thursday... Where? In Arlington? You didn't announce where he's from. What? Oh, it's not a listener who faxed this in or anything? No. Okay. It's a story from Pakistan. From Pakistan... In Irving. No, from The Wire, from Reuters. Okay, gotcha. I'm confused. So am I. Why do they call it Reuters? Go ahead, Dave. Uh, a travel agent, or actually a travel agency, has been fired by Pakistan International Airlines. Pakistan International Airlines will no longer take bookings from an agency because 
On Thursday, they booked a flight for a passenger named Osama bin Laden on a flight from Karachi to Islamabad. But this wasn't the Osama bin Laden. He's not traveling under his own name. Well, they don't know. I mean, certainly you wouldn't think that he would just call up a travel agent and book himself on a right. flight. Right. That seems odd. Uh, yeah, you got any deals on travel right now? <laughs> How bad would it be, though, if you were not the Osama bin Laden? You just Well, you change the name. I mean, you immediately change that name. You think? Absolutely. If someone is named Adolf Hitler... Right now, I would think that they would want to change their name, they too. They start going by their middle name? Yeah. Bob Hitler? Yeah, something like that. I'd get rid of the whole Hitler last name. I think that's where your problem is. Just change it to Hitler. Yeah, and then you'd fulfill Nostradamus predictions. So, this uh, travel agency has uh, been called out by Pakistan International Airlines saying that uh, they uh, will no longer accept bookings from that agency. And uh, they're not sure if it was the actual... And Osama bin Laden, the prime suspect on the U.S. attacks, but they said for the safety of the airline, they are not going to honor that reservation. Well, they shouldn't. And what if it was a joke that someone did? It might, it probably was. Yeah, probably. You know, it, speaking of jokes, I don't know if it was a, a hoax or if it was real, but I was at the Galleria yesterday evening, uh -huh. and they evacuated the Galleria. There was a bomb threat. I've heard that's happened a couple times at the gallery. Really? Maybe it's only been the one. I don't know, because I, I guess uh, as far as a, a gathering place of, of people, that's kind of one of the bigger tourist attractions in the area. Right. And I, I, I haven't heard. I looked in the paper this morning to see, uh, you know, if there was any story about it, and I didn't see anything in the paper. All right, I want to talk about something that I find very disturbing. I turned on the television this morning before I came to work, and... Already we're seeing the anti-war protesters. So here it starts again. Now, and, and I'm going to speculate here. This is, this is not all that prudent and wise, but this show's never been about those things. Um, but I'm going to try to get into the mind of these protesters. A lot of them were the young college kids. Right. The long hair. I saw a couple of guys who'd already grown out the long kind of Vietnam hippie beard anyway. So, yeah. almost, uh, so the question is... They grew it in anticipation of protesting. Right. right. The question is, are these people truly against this particular action, or had they been kind of hanging around waiting for some cause to recreate, an, you know, the... Have their own that summer subset of love. That, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because we do kind of romanticize that period and, uh, and those people. You know, before Vietnam, I mean, was college, were college campuses really a hotbed of activism as much? No. Well, the civil rights movement, you had some activism. Right. Yeah, you did. You did. Correct. But around that time is when you really saw college kids, you know, in the 60s, basically. You saw the kids uh, getting that way. Right. Calling them kids now. <laughs> yeah, you're old. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know. I guess I just kind of... That thought ran through my mind. Well, I, I wonder how sincere. I mean, it's not like I don't believe that they're not against war and, and people being killed. We're all kind of against that. The question is, is this a, a necessary act of justice? Right. I'm, I, I can understand their point, though, because at this point, we're still pursuing diplomacy. And, uh -huh. and I, I, I think that they're probably just 
trying to make the point that that's where this effort needs to stay, that we don't need to send any of our soldiers over there to get killed, and we don't need to kill a bunch of innocent Afghani people who have nothing to do with bin Laden and his movement. Okay. See, I totally agree with that. But can we truly do that? What, what will we gain diplomatically? I mean, okay, let's say we establish really good, strong, clean, clean relations with uh, the Taliban. Okay, what's that going to get us? Well, if they, if they cave to all the president's demands that, you know, we can uh, destroy and inspect all the uh, terrorist outposts. All right, all right are they going to do that? No. Okay. I mean, I, I, I understand your point that none of those demands will ever be met, and so we're going to be forced to use military strength. Uh-huh. But they would argue, let's at least exhaust the option. Yeah. Instead of this uh, turn him over or else, you should be saying uh, turn him over or else in other language and probably behind closed doors and not in the public. I mean, they're, they're trying, what they're trying to do is, I guess, affect a reaction that is a, at least a face-saving way for the Taliban to do what we want them to do. But in today's climate, Americans don't want to allow any face-saving action. We want absolute submission, and we want bended knee in front of us. We don't want anyone to profit off of this. We don't want to better our relations with these, uh, these hotbed governments in the Middle East to prevent further terrorist actions. We want to kill all possible terrorists. And I think a lot of Americans feel that way. It's not enough right. to kill the terrorists. We want to almost kill all possible terrorists, which then you're just talking about killing civilians. I mean, I know no one would articulate it that way, and we certainly wouldn't say that out loud, but there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of anger, which easily turns into hatred. Yeah, but, uh, you know, you're never going to kill all possible terrorists because for every terrorist you kill you're going to make that many more enemies over there. That's exactly right. And maybe that's what these war protesters are saying. And I do think, that, they, and I've got a lot of negative email about this because I brought up the issue. Uh, George and I, actually all of us did, kind of on the morning show, brought up this issue of, wait, let's, let's think about this for just a second. And in the 15 minutes that we talked about it on air, we got a lot of email from people, hey, you know, don't, don't weaken, you know, don't make people think about this thing and go over and over. Let's just go bomb them. And you guys doing this on the air may weaken people's resolve. Well, it, for the people who just want to go over there and bomb them, what are you going to bomb? Well, bomb the terrorists. Yeah, but you, for the most part, you don't know where they are. Well, our government can find out and then bomb them. But they're, they're holed up in the mountains. You're, you're bomb gonna, the mountains. You're just going to nuke the mountains? Yep. Just level them? Hey, if we have to use uh, small nuclear weapons, I'm not opposed to that. See, that, that's so silly. I mean, well, it's just we also have to think about, and the point that we were trying to bring up on the radio is you have to think about the consequences of taking this action. It's not like that, oh, okay, they made an action, we're just making this reaction. Right. Uh, you can be ignorant to think that that reaction is not going to cause a ton more action against us. Right. I mean, this, uh, I mean, for years and years and years. The action needs I to... I think we're ensuring generations of retaliation. Right. The, the action needs... I think by taking on this war, we are, if we weren't already the new Israel in their eyes. Yeah. In which we will live at a, in a constant state of warfare. Luckily, we're protected by a couple oceans that make it a little bit more, more difficult for them to launch an attack on us, like Israel. But if we are to combat them effectively, we have to be satisfied 
well, that's kind of the wrong word, but at least we will tolerate uh, isolated terrorist activities, suicide bombers and pizza joints and that sort of thing, the way Israel has. But we also will have to adopt Israel's stance of, hey, you bomb us, we're just going to stay at warfare. We're content to be at constant warfare with you because we're not going to give in. You know, in Israel, they racially profile over there when you fly on El Al, their airline. Uh, it's just, it's a different mindset over there, and we've got to be willing to adopt that if it gets to that point, which and, it very well might. Yeah, and hopefully it won't. I think that the... I'm just saying that there are more ramifications to this than I think most people are thinking about right now. Most people think, they did this to us, we're going to go get them. Yeah, you, you're... And that one small sentence certainly can't encapsulate it all. You're definitely going to get into because an eye for an eye. you're creating new enemies while you're destroying the old ones. And then the when you ones. have sports today. And it's a difficult thing. I, I don't... And I'm not saying that we shouldn't go over there and retaliate. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I just think we ought to appreciate the full force of what our retaliation means before we commit the action. More we of Gordon's... We should do it willy-nilly and we shouldn't do it just based on anger, our sense of revenge, our sense of justice. More of Gordon's um, filibuster next. with those other two things I mentioned. That's what concerns me. Is that we What's are in fantasy? Okay, stop thinking about the ticket chicks while we rephrase the question. What's your sports fantasy? Cowboys, Stars, Mavericks, Rangers, IRL, NASCAR, NFL. The ticket is putting together your sports fantasy. The ticket, the fall, ticket fantasy. fall fantasy. Dunham and Miller reveal fall fantasy number one and tell you how to win Monday morning at 7.30 on Sports Radio 1310. The ticket. Fall fantasy. It's every night for maybe three years about our latest bombing. Hey, you want to just take, we you want to take a second from your filibuster and to, still to be talk about Frank from Parra? Us, it'll be our military over there working. You want to talk about Frank Parr real quick? But maybe he means by that that we may reinstitute the draft. You know, maybe Frank, that will be necessary. Frank Parr Autoplex is one to mile that west of... I know a lot of people say yes right now. ...of Texas Stadium on Highway 183 between Carl and O'Connor Roads. start to heal... And, you know, they, they have a lot of great deals right now. Right around you. And all these guys have volunteering... To go fight, they have the avalanche. When they are forty-three uh, years old, part and SUV, kids part home, pickup, one about to reach college. They have many of those to choose one from, and they also have another hot vehicle. It's called the, the Trailblazer. Hey, I'm ready to leave my wife and kids. The Trailblazer like is halfway between a Blazer and a Tahoe. I just don't think that that same. If you're interested in these vehicles, uh, you need to get to Frank Parr Autoplex. It's turned into a beautiful day. Great carbine weather. I may be wrong. We'll take your calls on it next. 214-787-1310. It's 1127 on the ticket. Do you have any more words about Frank Parra? <coughs> okay. Parra people and Parra prices make the difference at Frank Parra. Are we on the air? Parra people and Parra prices make the difference at Frank Parra. Dan Aykroyd on Charter Digital Cable. You know, Charter gives me over a thousand movies a month featuring multiple channels of HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, and the Movie Channel. All great. But you know what else I like? Science channels. Want to see the inner workings of the human body? I've got a whole network on live surgery. Interested in splitting atoms? With a click, I'm knee-deep in nucleus. And of course, I can never see enough aliens. Which reminds me, I gotta go. There's a special on Discovery Science about manufacturing microchips. They're tiny and non-edible. From the company with the most advanced digital platform. Charter Communications. 
free installation of Charter Digital Cable. Just call 1-800-654-2560 and subscribe to the Digital Leadership Package, featuring the best of digital cable and high-speed internet. Charter Communications offers you super-fast cable internet technology that you won't find on satellite TV. Call 1-800-654-2560 before 3 p.m., and we guarantee we will install your cable the same day. Some restrictions apply. Uh, patent office, how may I help you? Hi, uh, I want to patent something. Which is? Um, I've invented extra free time on nights and weekends. Verizon Wireless introduces a development so amazing, you'll wish you'd thought of it. Extra free time, huh? Uh, yes, ma'am. See, when you sign up for local plans, 35 bucks and higher, you get 3,000 free night and weekend home airtime minutes per month for the life of your plan with annual agreement. Purpose of your invention? So people can do more. Uh, say you need to read War and Peace, mm -hmm. bake a souffle, yeah. crochet a nice sweater vest. Mm -hmm. Catalog your wardrobe on a $29.99. It comes with a mail-in rebate for $29.99, which basically makes the phone free. 3,000 minutes of extra free time a month. It's from Verizon Wireless. Okay, sign here. Oh, yes! But hey, if you want to take credit for it, eh, we don't mind. Call 1-800-2-JOIN-IN. Verizon Wireless. Join in. Credit approval required early termination via the charge and restrictions apply. I'm Drew Hamilton. A-Rod matches an Ernie Banks milestone. That story and all the latest sports news next on The Ticker. I'm fed up with all the hassles of owning a car. That's why I'm leasing my new one. It's not mine. I don't care what happens to it. In 39 months, it's someone else's problem. That's why I didn't bother getting LoJack. One of the reasons people use for not buying LoJack is they lease their cars so they don't care if it gets stolen. I hate to disappoint you here, but whoever pays the insurance on your vehicle, and most likely that's you, is who's responsible for it. So if your lease car is stolen and totaled, brace yourself. You're going to lose some serious money like your acquisition fee and down payment, even with gap insurance. The solution? LoJack. LoJack recovers stolen vehicles fast, usually in hours, sometimes even minutes after they're reported stolen to the police. Nationally, stolen vehicles that have LoJack are recovered over 90% of the time. It's the only stolen vehicle recovery system used by the police. See your newer used car dealer or visit LoJack.com because the only people I can think of who drive leased cars and have no responsibility for them are the guys stealing them. LoJack. Protect what's yours. The Encompass Services Dale Hansen Classic benefiting Dallas Can Academy is Tuesday, October 2nd at Fossil Creek Golf Course. If you want to be a part of this tournament, call 214-944-1980. That's 214-944-1980. brought to you by Coulter's Barbecue. A-Rod is reaching some hallowed ground this year with his 47th homer last night. He tied Hall of Famer Ernie Banks for the most home runs by a shortstop in a season. After the game, Alex talked about reaching that lofty plateau. I'm pretty good friends with Mr. Banks, and I respect him so much. Uh, he's been an idol of mine for a long time, and uh, I always tease him that I've been, I'm chasing him, and uh, he always says that he's trying to run away from me. So uh, I finally caught him, and uh, hopefully uh, I can uh, pass him sometime before the year ends. Rodriguez also leads the majors in runs scored and total bases, and he's 9-for-16 with three homers in the four games since the season resumed. The Cowboys take on the San Diego Chargers tomorrow at Texas Stadium. Anthony Wright will get the start over the injured Quincy Carter, and he says his teammates will have his back. I've been with these guys, you know, thick and thin. You know, last year I came in in a hard situation, and they were with me. So, of course, I feel like they're with me now. Steve McNair won't be starting for the Tennessee Titans tomorrow. He injured his throwing shoulder against Miami in week one, and it has not healed well enough to start. So Neil O'Donnell will start for the Titans against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And in world news, NATO ally Turkey is stepping up its support 
For the U.S.-led campaign against global terrorism, the Prime Minister's office says it's granting a U.S. request to use Turkish airports and airspace for military strikes. In addition, Turkey says it is also stepping up help to the opposition groups in Afghanistan. That's a ticket ticker, a service of DART beginning September 24th. DART rail service improves with departures every 15 minutes during middays and weekends. Call 214-979-1111. DART will take you there. Our next ticket ticker at 11.50, breaking sports news first guaranteed. I'm Drew Hamilton reminding you to remember the time you spend listening to The Rant on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. The Ticket, The Fall Ticket, Fantasy. Fall Fantasy. Gunnam and Miller have the details Monday morning at 7.30 on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Fall Fantasy. Fall Fantasy. Fall Fantasy. 11.33 on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. This is the Gordon Keith Show. We're live at Quick Car today in Arlington. We're on uh, 1820 Brown Boulevard. That's the location of Quick Car. Stop by and get your oil changed or something along those lines. I believe we have you now. Dave, can you hear me? Yeah, I've got you. Can All right, now can I can me? hear you. Yeah. All right, great. Maybe I'll go on along with my filibuster again. Yeah, if, if you were listening before the break, uh, Gordon was going on and on about uh, the consequences of taking action against bin Laden in Afghanistan <laughs> and I kept on trying to make points and he kept on interrupting me so I thought he was just filibustering and it turns out that they had lost the uh, the line back to the station and couldn't hear me. Yeah when you can't hear the station the idea is you just kind of keep talking as if you're on the air because you don't know what's happened and uh, and so during so I, I, I kept talking waiting for you to talk or waiting for the the music to start saying we had to go to break and uh, I'm looking down and it says 11.27, and I wonder why we haven't gone to break. So finally, I just threw it to break. Yeah, and we were in the middle of a par live spot when you threw it to break. Really? Yeah. Jeez. I thought you were just doing no, shit. No, no, no. I didn't know what was going on, so I just, well, I guess I'll just keep talking. Well, that was a good filibuster. Oh, well, thanks, Dave. All right, uh, well, we'll do that par live spot coming up here in a little bit. Let's tease that fact. Okay. Uh, you want a little more Bin Laden news? Yeah, sure. You know, it, there's a, uh, a new fashion trend going on in the Islamic world. By the way, just while this is occurring to me, I'm going to interu interrupt you again here, Davey, since you were trying so rudely to interrupt me before. Right. If anyone for Halloween goes as Osama bin Laden, that is the height of sorriness. That would be extreme sorriness if someone did that. And I guarantee you some joker's going to do it. What if they, uh, like, sew a stuffed goat to their pants? Mike Reiner. Why would they do that? Then you would be dressed up as Osama bin Laden making love to a goat. Okay, I haven't really heard that news report to understand the the parody. Um, but good point, Dave. Once again, we're empowering here, and I guess that's a really good idea. All right, so is that your bin Laden update, the goat on the pant? No, no. Oh, okay. Do you think we'll actually see people dress up as Bin Laden? I really do. There's going to be some guy who thinks he's real cute. He's kind of the jokester amongst his friends, you know. He's the Gordo of his office. Yeah, he's the Gordo of his office. But this will, this will be some, you know, 17, 18-year-old dude who's, you know, has no real concept of mortality yet, or at least what it fully means. Right, he, he just... I mean, yeah, the world is still a joke to him, you know. I mean, it's still just... It's nothing. It just, is nothing more than a source of... of uh, of comedy. He just does the traffic and doesn't think about anything. 
does the traffic. Uh, you referring to Nikki Granville? Yeah. Yeah, like Nikki Granville, but funny in a guy. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so anyway, I do think one guy will do it, and I think the, that he will really regret that. Well, what if, what if he goes as Osama bin Laden, but he has like a, uh, like a special effect type, like bullet hole right in the middle of his forehead? Like he goes as an assassinated Osama bin Laden. Kind of a cheap cover for the fact that he's dressed like Osama bin Laden, trying to couch in some half-assed political statement. So it's in no way appropriate? No. Okay. I don't think so. Well, there goes my but then again, costume. But then again, every time I've come on the air and said that I thought something was inappropriate, you get people crawling out of the woodwork with, who are you to decide what is appropriate? Right. That's how you got the uh, Baron of Bits title. Right. I don't understand, you know, and it doesn't offend people when you say, like, you know, hey, you know, I think, um, oh, I don't know, killing babies is inappropriate. Who are you to say what's inappropriate? They don't say that then. It's always on something that they disagree with you on. Never something that they agree with you on. Although the point should be the same and consistent if they truly believe it. That a human being cannot decide what they think is inappropriate. In your opinion. Right, for the whole world. All right, we said we were going to take calls on this, and we're going to. 214-787-1310. Hi, you're on Sports Radio 13. Wait, I'm, I'm not done with my story. Oh. God, you're... What, you keep going off on what, you know, what? sewing goats and you, bullet holes uh, in the goat's head? and You interrupted me. Good point. I, Go I ahead, was, Dad. I was giving a story, and you went I'm off sorry. on a tangent again. I'm sorry. Get some focus, man. Uh, yeah. All right, uh, there's a new fashion statement going on in the... Uh, Islamic world. Do you know the country with the largest Islamic population? America. No. Oh. Uh, I would have to go with um, Iran? You mean percentage-wise for the country or for just number of people? I think it's uh, just number of people. Okay. Iran. No. it's I, Russia. I, I imagine you're not going to get it. Uh, it's not obvious. Is it not? No. Chad. No. Good guess. All right. What is it? Indonesia. Really? Yeah. Well, in Indonesia, sales of T-shirts bearing the picture of Osama bin Laden have skyrocketed. Is it the wanted, dead, or alive, or just like a tribute to Osama bin Laden? No. A tribute. Oh, man. They're selling these T-shirts for three bucks, and they come in three styles one with a picture of Osama bin Laden and the, the words, Islam is my blood. Right. Well, I see, I see why they're, they're siding with this. They've had so many grievances with the United States, and they're rallying around this character because he's annoying to the United States. Now listen to the twisted logic in this quote. And hated. Yeah. Uh, they have a quote from uh, a uh, owner of a shop that's selling these T-shirts. Uh, this woman wearing a veil, you know, covered head to toe. She says, with these shirts, we are also spreading the word. Osama is a hero, a defender of Islam and human rights. The world should not perceive Islam as a religion of terrorists. A defender of Islam, and he's a defender of human rights? Yeah. Except the right to life. Yeah. That's the one right he's not so high on. 
But as far as voting rights, things like that, and civil liberties and things like that, I'm sure he's... Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they're great defenders of human rights over there in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Especially females' human rights. See, but the problem is... Yeah, really. <laughs> the problem is, don't uh, some Islamic people kill other Islamic people? Yeah, I well, swear, like, I ran an Iraq at war one time. Oh, yeah. And you know, you know what's funny? So it's, it's the old thing of, like, uh, you know how we say, you know, I can criticize my friend, but don't you criticize my friend? I guess theirs is, I can kill Islamic people, but you can't. Well, that's, you know, one of the most twisted quotes that I've heard from bin Laden. Uh, I, you know, we, I was trying to get you to watch John Miller on ABC. Have you, have you tuned in, caught any of his stuff? I don't think I get ABC. <clears throat> it's Channel 8. Oh. John Miller is their uh, is kind of their Middle Eastern expert, and uh, he's who he's the guy who actually interviewed Bin Laden like three years ago. Right. And I saw him. He he was on David Letterman a couple nights ago, and it was a great interview. And uh, he was talking about one of the disturbing quotes that uh, Bin Bin Laden had when he talked to him, because uh, John Miller was asking him, you know, how do you justify?